0: Hi everyone, it's Joyce. I just wanted to say that I hope you're keeping safe, healthy, and hanging in there. Sending love your way and my thoughts are with you. To help spread the word of positive inner beauty, I invite you to please subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Hello Beauty. This makes it easier for people to find the podcast. Thanks and enjoy this episode.
1: Really, what are you What are you eating? Paying attention to that. Eating your water. I'm sure when you met with Dr., he was talking to you about that, which you know, is incorporating raw fruits and vegetables. Um, doesn't have to become everything you eat, but um, when you're doing something like that, you are giving yourself um, hydration and, and structured water that actually also is coming with things like fiber and, and antioxidants and even carotenoids. I mean, this is tying our, our conversation together, but you know, I mentioned a lot of things. Uh, truly, if we had to simplify this question, Joyce, I would say the smile and have fun.
0: Hello, beauty. Yes, you? Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey there, Joyce Platon here and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Kristen Robinson. Kristen is Murad's Senior Director of New Product and Development. She is the leading force behind the brand's innovations department. Murad products are backed by professional treatments and solutions that promote healthy, nourished, and beautiful skin. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Kristen. Thank you so much, Joyce. I'm really excited to be here and
1: chat with you for the first time. So, thank you for inviting me. So, for my audience, and before
0: we get to the nitty gritty, talk to me about your background.
1: So, my name is Kristen Robinson, um, I am the Senior Director of Product Development at Murad. But where I started really um, was having a degree in biochemistry that going after that degree was really formed and fed by my own journey with acne. So I had skin um, issues, acne specifically, that really started around seventh grade. um, And I would see so many dermatologists face-to-face. My selfless mom would kind of take me all around Um, to try to solve the issue and maybe prevent her story, kind of, you know, she had very bad acne scars left over from the bad acne she had. And so it was kind of our mission to get it fixed. And I just became so enveloped and obsessed with the idea of not only trying new things or understanding the science behind the skin, um, but, but really helping others as well. A strong interest in what ingredients might be working or not working, our diets, But when I met with face-to-face Derms, and I'm actually from um, the East Coast in Pennsylvania, I just felt dissatisfied. Like they really weren't looking at this whole picture. Um, I was getting a lot of prescription products or harsh topicals. I really wasn't seeing the benefits or my skin would have to get so much worse before it got better. And I was so dissatisfied that I just went on my own journey and discovered the Murad brand as a customer. So my background really started with um, having this passion for skincare, specifically acne, but for skincare overall, Um, going to university or or graduating from college with a a BS in biochemistry and thinking, oh, I'll be a dermatologist. But when I really decided that, wow, 10 more years of medical school, I I just am ready for something hands-on, what can I do? I wasn't sure. And discovering the Murad brand along that journey um, of studying in college and still dealing with skin issues this passion for skincare never really left me. So if I wasn't going to become a dermatologist and what could I do, I really ended up turning around my Murad products um, because I had discovered the brand. I was so enveloped with the idea that Dr. Murad treated skincare as healthcare. He looked at it beyond just topical, also ingestibles and also that emotional aspect. And here were these, as a skeptic, um, here were these efficacious products with claims um, that's today still the still the heritage that we're steeped in is, is you know producing products or creating formulations that are really going to work. Um, and so I was so attracted to the brand of the brand message, turned the products around that were in my shower. I was living in Washington, DC at the time, working in healthcare consulting, not skincare at all. And I said to myself, I've got to contribute to the success of this brand. I'm going to move to LA. I'm going to show up at Mirade's doorstep and see where I fit in. And so I met Dr. Murad. He was one of the first um, people that I met. He happened to be starting a lecture series at the time that I moved to LA. And I just showed up. I showed up with a resume in hand and super formal. And you know, that's not even really Dr. Murad's style. He was, he was like, it's it was as if he had known me forever. And so I just explained to him, you know, I really want to contribute to the success of your brand. I've been a consumer for a very long time, a customer for a very long time. Um, I have this degree in biochemistry, you know, what can I sort of do? And, and it was a few months later, this role in product development opened up and it was the perfect blend of my science background, my interest in dermatology. I was able to do rounds with doctor um, when he had his active practice. And there was just, it truly has been a dream role for me um, to, to to marry my interest in skin and skincare to really doctor's philosophies and driving his brand message. And so, like I said, being in product development, I'm typically behind the scenes. And when I get to come out um, and put this brand in the limelight or Dr. Murad's, um, you know, his approach in the limelight, I'm so proud of that moment. So um, that's a a bit of my background story, probably much longer than you need, but um, that's really where it all started. And that was 13 years ago. So I've been with Murad since 2007.
0: That's amazing. And I really love that how Dr. Murat is so approachable. Just what you said, you just approached him with your resume and he was just so welcoming and really welcomed you to the family. <laughs> Completely. Yeah. So I I, I
1: was um, determined and it really just felt like it really has been a match made in heaven.
0: I love that. Yeah. So as the senior director of new product and development at Murat, talk to me about your key responsibilities. Absolutely. So
1: one of my big, I kind of see it as like three buckets for me specifically, the biggest area is obviously innovation. And it's not just about trending science, but it's about modern, it's about meaningful science. So modern and trending science, but meaningful science. Mm -hmm. And my role is to help understand um, and curate the ingredient technologies that we're going to put into a formulation and understanding what skin concern it might be that we're, we're looking at. For example, it could be, you know, acne scars and what is the journey of an acne scar and really understanding it not only from the consumer's experience, but certainly from the skin issue itself. What's causing it? What are the symptoms of it? And how do the different ingredient technologies that exist out there? And there are a lot how, you know, what do we want to put together so we can make a meaningful difference and, and create a, um, an efficacious product, product that performs. The second part of what I do um, is I oversee our clinical research strategy. So a unique point of differentiation with the Murad brand is that, like I've mentioned, Doctor's Heritage is really steeped in efficacy. And so we have been, you know, lucky to have these in house um, in-house instrumentation an in-house team dedicated to studying the performance of our products so before we're even launching something um, we're running you know 30 person studies and we're really understanding um, you know the performance of that product very thoroughly and ensuring that we're getting the benefits that we designed it to give to deliver to the consumer and then the last part of my role is a little bit of this it's a little bit of This scientific engagement, you know, outside of just internal with Murad or education teams or our marketing teams, but outside, you know, how do we um, enfranchise um, listeners, influencers, um, uh, beauty editors, this, this broader world or community on the science behind our products. And so I'm able to speak to doctors' philosophies and then how the modes of action of our products are very unique um, and, or, or the types of benefits that we're delivering that maybe aren't, um, only in some instances just related to the benefits that we drive on the skin that are visible, but also some of the confidence or some of the optimism or, you know, the happy, less stress that we can give somebody because we've addressed their acne breakout or, you know, the, the aspect again of that emotional wellness, Um, And then not only is the Murad brand about topical skincare, but it's also ingestible. So that product development um, role also spans um, the creation and the oversight of our supplements or ingestible um, ways to, you know, uh, Go after skincare.
0: We have been spending more time on our devices because our meetings have been moved via video, or, you know, we just want to connect with our family. Talk to me about what spending all this time on our devices really does to our skin from a biochemistry background point of view. Absolutely, Joyce. So, okay, so this really becomes a conversation
1: about blue light. So, our interest in blue light emissions. It isn't new, but as you're mentioning, it is certainly elevated um, with our modern lifestyles, our digital dependencies, and now you know, being quarantined at home orders, there's a lot less face-to-face and a lot more um, virtual um, interactions, whether it's professional or personal. So um, the main source of this blue light that we're talking about is sunlight, but uh, digital screens and indoor lighting are additional sources. So. Again, being indoors, we're you know, even exposed more to like the, the LED lighting and that's, that's emitting blue light. So what is blue light? Um, blue light is what's called high energy visible light. You, you might sometimes see it called like HEV. Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens to penetrate skin more deeply than something that we're more familiar with, which would be like UVB or UVA. Um, these are wavelengths of the solar radiation that are just before blue light, um, but they are not visible to the naked eye. But blue light, we can see blue light. Um, So UVA and UVB are well studied and their damaging effects um, are well established in the consumer's mind too. So for example, we know that sunscreen, it's tested to protect our skin from sunburn. That's what an SPF factor is. Um, And it's also, formulated and designed to protect uh, against UVA as well. And that's when you'll see that word sort of broad spectrum. So there are established methods for us to sort of um, formulate against and test against to ensure in a sunscreen product, for example, we're addressing those rays of solar radiation. But what's not captured in our standard thinking of skincare products or not captured as well, I guess, is blue light. And so this is about kind of a threat. It's a threat to our skin, the health or appearance of our skin, um, accelerating aging or photo aging. So keep in mind, I I like to think about like lifestyle aging, um, the way or the pace at which we age, it's not all written in our genes, but it's also rather left to the brunt of external aggressors. So sun, pollution, um, whether we smoke or not, our diet, et cetera. So um, it's really sort of comprehensive. And um, with devices, getting back to that, um, it's, it's really about blue light. And there is data on blue light, that blue light exposure, it increases reactive oxygen species in the skin. Um, it can drive very specific um, DNA damage, like mitochondrial DNA, um, which, um, you know, is, is kind of inside the cell. Um, it can delay our barrier recovery. And barrier is so critical and important to the health of our skin um uh and then it can also alter sort of some of the inflammatory cascades and deplete carotenoids in the dermis um and carotenoids play an important role as we were mentioning like you know if if blue light's going to increase reactive oxygen species something like carotenoids are going to help um quench um or maybe prevent some of the damage um because they would act as antioxidant they have a, a bigger role as well but um, there 's a direct correlation of uh, exposure to to blue light depleting those, so this is going to result, I think in layman 's terms to what a consumer would probably care more readily about hyperpigmentation or a loss of elasticity or dryness in their skin or you know more visible fine lines. so there is a real need for consumers um, to adopt like a new complementary beauty regimen that uh, protects skin from that full solar spectrum um, of damage. Um, so especially in the blue light region that again, it's not just coming from our devices. It's also coming, um, from the sun, but, um, sort of, we can think about all the different sources of blue light.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. So speaking of like adopting a, a new, in a sense, quote unquote, new skincare regimen that can protect us from blue light. And you said, uh, you also mentioned that blue light, induces oxidative changes to our skin that causes premature aging right um, is it enough that we could just apply antioxidant um, skincare products or take antioxidant supplements because you know we have all these just antioxidant like products that are out in the market right now or does it specifically have to be and say blue light blocking on you know the packaging
1: um, I think so. It, I don't think it has to specifically say it can, and I think it's great when it does. Um, but I think I would think about it this way. I would think about, you know, yes, we should look at using antioxidant products and and, and supplements um, to protect us, but it's not, it's really more comprehensive than just protection because we can think about it like three strategies. So there are ingredients um, that could filter or prevent the blue light there are ingredients that could neutralize like the damage and that's more of that world of antioxidants. Um, and then there are corrective measures where, you know, maybe the damage has already been done, but you want to do some of that repair. Um, and then the holistic approach. Yeah. And then I think the second part of that would be thinking about, um, you know, carotenoids, for example, or vitamins, vitamin C is a great example. These are things that are depleted by the sun and you can't, you know, our body doesn't just make them. They are elements that we must get or or vital nutrients that we must get from our diet. Supplementing, so like oral supplementation, as well as topical products, um, but supplements too, um, would be um, a great strategy toward better resilience to the damaging effects of blue light, if, if nothing else, at minimum
0: what kind of products or an should we be looking into to protect us mm-hmm. from blue light?
1: Okay, so the first thing would be mineral sunscreen agents. So um, zinc and titanium dioxide um, inherently are good at um, ref- reflecting or filtering um, the blue light or blocking the blue light. Um, iron oxides, these are often in our makeup products even. Mm. Um, you know, those would help reflect that high energy visible light. Um, so maybe that's more of that like when I was saying it's like a three pronged kind of approach, that would be more of that like protect or prevent. And then if we talk about something like um oh gosh, there are so many ingredients, but lutein, for example, we have a an all-mineral sunscreen um at Murad it's called City Skin Age Defense. It's an SPF
0: fifty. It's- that's my favorite. That's- I- Officially that's the only sunblock that I use now. Every oh, single day. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Which I will ask after you finish your sentence okay. the, the use of this. Yeah. For, specifically for blue light. Yeah. But yeah. okay,
1: perfect. So we'll definitely talk more about that. That particular formula has lutein. So that's a direct way, and which happens to be a carotenoid, but it actually helps filter that blue light very directly. Um, but then there are antioxidants you can think about. So vitamin C is a great ingredient. Um, it's a potent antioxidant. There are really cool, um, pure molecules to also think about. One that I love, for example, is sulforaphane that comes from broccoli. Um, and that's really good at preventing inflammation. And as we were talking about, well, what are some of those damaging effects of blue light on skin? And it can help sort of accelerate that inflammatory cascade. And so lots of wonderful ingredients really, um, to look for, uh, there, there's some cool peptides that come from cacao. So like from mm-hmm. chocolate um, beans, I think that that's kind of neat. You can really have fun with it, but obviously at the end of the day, um, you want to have some good science behind it. So um, those are just some general ideas. There are certainly more types of ingredients to look for. But if we're thinking about our City Skin Age Defense product, that's where we've got those mineral sunscreen agents. We've got the iron oxides and we've got the lutein specifically um, for, for blue light.
0: I know there are rules on how we should be applying sunscreen and the recommended is supposedly every two hours. Mm -hmm. You know, we hear that just to, so that we get our constant protection throughout the day. So is this, this, does this hold true as well for blue light blocking products? Should we be reapplying them throughout the day?
1: So not necessarily. Um, you know, yes, if it's an SPF, but you can also think about some of your treatment serums. For example, Murad has a vitamin C glycolic brightening serum. This has ascorbic acid technology, and that can show up to 24 hours, for example, of free radical quenching activity in the presence of UV. So, you know, remember blue lights, you know, the main source of blue light is the sun. Um, So I think daytime use of some of these antioxidant um, formulations, specifically vitamin C are a really good approach to, um, helping to, um, I guess, build a strategy toward, you know, more resilient skin, um, prevention against the damaging effects of blue light, you know, even if it's not an SPF where that SPF will be, you know, a direct, if it's an all mineral, that SPF will be, um, a direct blue light blocker. But, um, so I, I don't think you necessarily need to apply a blue light protective product um, every few hours, like you do
0: with a sunscreen. Mm, Okay, that's good to know. So it's already the new year, but we are still experiencing a global pandemic, as well as recent crazy political events, (laughs) Um, just like blue light and how it affects our skin. Um, I know that life events, environmental stress factors will really greatly affect our skin too in a negative way. Talk to me about in a scientific perspective, scientist's perspective, how chronic stress can affect our skin. Absolutely. Um,
1: So I love this topic because it's so (laughs) core um, to really Dr. Murad's like space of where he's a real thought leader. Who would have ever put the idea of sort of emotional stress and the hecticness of our daily lives together with its impact on skin? Now we do it and there's more and more science, but truly Joyce, this is like where Dr. Murad, you know, when he started his derm practice, these are the types of things he was thinking about and the types of questions he's asking yeah. and really exciting, you know, for this brand, but stress does cause havoc on the skin. Now it's not just about tension lines. So if you even think about like, you know, or what we call like expression lines, if you think about you're feeling stressed, you're holding that tension in your skin, you're going to get some of those like lines in between your eyebrow, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're taking that further when we think about it and when the science thinks about it as well, it's, it's the story of cortisol. So skin is our body's largest organ. Um, and not only like we talked about blue light early, not only is skin bombarded with external stressors, but it's also bombarded with internal aggressors. And in this case, cortisol, which is a stress hormone in our body. And it's released in response to stress. Um, and it can have multiple aging effects, such as breaking down our collagen, um, reducing our sc- our cell proliferation, um, breaking down our barrier lipids, um, uh, and, and gag synthesis. So that would be like uh, hyaluronic acid synthesis, for example. So those are all things we wouldn't want. It can increase vascular permeability and inflammation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for those who are like, wait, I still don't get it. Think about those moments where you might might feel stressed or embarrassed. You know, um, you're anxious or you're worried. Maybe you're uh, in front of a large audience giving a presentation. Um, you you might start to flush. Um, oh, so you, I
0: do. Yeah, easily. I, yeah. It's like people can tell around me if I'm like flushed. Yeah, or embarrassed. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and and cortisol. It's important. It's important for our daily functioning. It was certainly or is certainly important if we're in one of those fight or flight moments. Mm-hmm. But Since we're now like human doings rather than human beings and we're constantly plugged in and our lifestyles are just so hectic, this our evolution hasn't necessarily caught up to that. And so we're still in this like elevated, excessive cortisol kind of situation. Um, you know, just in, in day to day. So it could be like sitting in rush hour traffic, for example, or Mm -hmm. something like that. That's kind of giving us. So, so then we've got this excessive cortisol and the unique thing is that our skin cells actually, um, can produce. So keratinocytes can produce cortisol and they can uptake cortisol. Um, and, and then what does that look like to you at home? You know, when you're thinking about well okay it wreaks all this havoc we talked about sort of the scientific perspective but what does it look like on skin it looks like fatigued skin it looks like expression lines it looks like a loss of elasticity um dull skin dehydrated skin and like i mentioned some of that redness um stress can play a big role in exacerbating existing conditions like acne or rosacea so it's really an important connection to think about and to create products you know uh, and then i think we'll talk about that next that that try to address these um effects of excessive cortisol or, or stress on skin
0: yeah exactly yeah what is mirad um doing to resolve and relieve symptoms of skin stress
1: yeah so i, I think there are many ways beyond topical mm-hmm. care um mm-hmm. this is like an area where doctors really been dedicated um other topic he's really been dedicated too, but let's just keep it focused on the skin. So, for us and for me in, in product development, what I'm really thinking about is what's like stress intervention on skin? Mm-hmm. How do we shut down the aging effects, all of those things we just listed, um, those aging effects of stress uh, on the skin directly? Um, how can we address stress induced expression lines? How do we address that dullness and, and um, dehydration? And we really try to create products that are built to restore resilient, youthful glow. Um, but in a very specific way or a unique way, um, where we can uniquely calm those stress signals, we can maybe, um, inhibit their production or, um, kind of stop the receipt of their signal or break them down, break that cortisol down and actually break it down into, into beneficial, um, sort of agents for the skin. So we, uh one of the things I like to think about, so we have two products. Um, Elixir is a really unique topical treatment. And then we just most recently launched an intense recovery cream. But I think to make sort of the link for the, the listeners um, or viewers, the link that like the, why you sort of need to think about stress in your skin is just as SPF, is, um, you know, sunscreen, is to protect us from premature aging or the aging effects of an external aggressor, the sun. Mm -hmm. I like this term stress PF, where it's our topical approach uh, or our topical protection factor, let's say, from the damaging effects of an internal aggressor. So the, the, you know, it's a protection factor against the damaging effects of stress then on skin like emotion.
0: Yeah. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. So that, that kind of helps sort of bring it together. And, um, we, you know, we do have, um, clinical studies on these particular formulations, really looking at, you know, those specific signs of stress on skin.
0: Yeah. I want to talk more about the Intense Repair Cream. I just want to know more a bit about the ingredients and like what yeah. sets it apart from other existing products out there, or maybe it could be the yeah. first out there right now. Yeah. So
1: I think what really sets it apart um, is the, the stress story. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is ingredient technology directly addressing um, sort of the restoration of balance in the skin or homeostasis of the skin from stress mm-hmm. signals. It's inhibiting, um, let's say in a, uh, you know, in a Petri dish, these are ingredients that have been tested this way. I I don't want to sort of confuse that the final formula was tested this way. But remember, I was mentioning like in that world or journey of curating the best of technology. This is technology that's really shown to inhibit cortisol's negative effects um, because it will block the receipt of the, the cortisol Into the keratin site or the skin cell. And that's coming from a very specific microalgae extract um, that has been shown to do that. So the product itself contains that as an ingredient technology. Um, And then it's really focused on hydration and barrier. Um, One of the things about stress is it actually inhibits um, your uh, ability to repair your barrier or recovery of your barrier slows when you're stressed. So then we have to think about, okay, so this, this kind of situation needs fast barrier repair. It needs rich nourishment. It needs essential fatty acids. And so there, there are shea butters, macadamia butters. This is our richest, um, most nourishing, um, cream yet. And it's really for that hyper reactive or hyperactive kind of skin. And so we also looked at how do we, um, kind of de-amplify the effects of stress on skin and those stress signals. And so we use a particular flower extract in, um, in the formulation that really helps pacify the skin. It helps calm the redness. It helps calm even the sensations of like sting or heat, um, just when your skin is feeling kind of sensitive. And so we combined those technologies in intense recovery cream, um, to, to really sort of. intervene with the effects of stress on skin, the way that stress can actually help make the skin uh, more hyperactive or hypersensitive, um, and then just deliver rich um, nourishment, rich barrier repair and hydration. So um, that, that product is the recent launch. And then the, the other product that really plays in the space of like stress PF or that topical protection factor against the damaging effects of stress on skin is is Revitalixer, and that's a treatment product, um, and that's really going after expression lines. Um, mm-hmm. That's still going after this, you know, unique way to calm stress signals in the skin, you know, direct mm-hmm. to the source, um, but also help restore kind of a glowing, healthy complexion. That you know, that dullness that you're experiencing. Um, maybe redness or loss of elasticity. It's really going after, after that angle. So these are like two perfect products to incorporate really almost into anybody's regimen. I feel like that's the other thing is that stress, it's not related to age. It really doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't matter whether we're in our twenties or or in our seventies, like you know, it's still a factor of, of, of our lives or modern life. So here
0: at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy and it's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within?
1: I think, I know it sounds so simple. And I, I also feel like this is something that oozes out of doctor, not only in his words, but in his actions. It's smile and have fun. I mean, that's when you can be your most beautiful you, or probably when you feel your most beautiful. Um, you're, you know, connecting with others. I know at this point it's very difficult to be face to face, but at least that's one of the positives of all of these devices and technology is that they do give us the ability to connect with our friends and our family and the people that matter most to us for those moments of, of smiling and having fun. Um, and then I, I think there are other things, too, that really help you unlock that beauty. And it's, it's again, philosophies that we follow up, Murad, which is being kind to our minds, kind of like this healthy sense of self that we're important um, and just recognizing that um, maybe we're the, we are the most important person in our lives. and And then ensuring that we're not, especially during lockdown, living such a, a sedentary life, trying to avoid that, mm-hmm. trying to awaken our body physically. And it doesn't have to mean that you are training for the Olympics or doing CrossFit every day. I mean, it can be very small things that help you. Maybe it's connecting with nature or, you know, enjoying some sort of activity that that is a bit more childlike. Maybe you like to jump rope or maybe you like to play hopscotch or and, you know move your body basically. Um, and I, I really think this is another one. And not that you have to implement all of these, but like some of them can actually really help unlock, you know, the beauty from within is really, what are you, what are you eating? Paying attention to that, eating your water. I'm sure when you met with doctor, he was mm-hmm. talking to you about that, which, you know, is incorporating raw fruits and vegetables. Um, doesn't have to become everything you eat, but, um, when you're doing something like that, you are giving yourself, um, hydration and, and structured water that actually also is coming with things like fiber and, and antioxidants and even carotenoids I mean this is tying Mm. our our conversation together yes um but you know I mentioned a lot of things Uh, truly if we had to simplify this question Joyce I would say the smile and have fun is really to discover your beauty from within
0: yeah it's like we have all these information kind of just like take it as it is but also at the end of the day don't stress out about it (laughs) because you know some, that's really like the main point, right? We try to avoid stress. Even if we have, we kind of technically know what to do already and just take it one step at a time.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And maybe, you know, yeah, maybe this time in quarantine helps us simplify Mm -hmm. and really helps us recognize, wow, what's really important. And it really becomes the
0: simple things. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Talk to me about your makeup, skincare, hair care routine. Quickly include products, morning to night. Okay,
1: okay. so (laughs) see, my skincare routine definitely involves retinol. Um, So I am really good. I I guess having had acne, it's conditioned me to really pay attention to like what I'm using and ensuring that I'm washing my face Mm -hmm. um, in the morning and in the evening. So Joyce, my morning routine is, um, I do like to pick products from our Resurgence line. So we have our Renewing Cleansing Cream. Um, and then I do like our Retinol Renewal Serum Eye Serum. So that is um, my eye product. But my treatment product, we were talking a lot about blue light um, and sort of daily protection or daily defense. Um, my treatment product is Vita-C Glycolic Brightening Serum. So I don't have per se, you know, concerns of like hyperpigmentation. Mine would be more about preventative or arming myself with kind of defense, um, antioxidant protection throughout the day. So that would be my my daytime serum, um, and then I do um, City Skin Age Defense SPF 50. That's an all mineral that actually does have um, protection factors uh, against blue light and even infrared. Um, so I love the aesthetics of that formulation, and so that becomes my go to. Sunscreen time is um, there's an oil based cleanser that I like that I don't always use it. Um, but going from an acneic, very oily skin person, I never thought I would incorporate like an oil cleanser. But also, as I've gotten older, my skin might be oily, but it's definitely more hyd- dehydrated
0: mm-hmm. and
1: more dehydrated since I live now on the West Coast where it's just, you know, a lot hotter, a lot less humidity. Um, I noticed my skin is very dehydrated. So there's an oil cleanser. Gosh, I can't remember the name of it. I feel like it's pure herb Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's right back to Murad. So it's the retinol euthanol serum. It's the retinol euthanol night cream. Sometimes it's our hydrodynamic night cream. At the same time, it's hard for me to stay consistent because I'm product development, I am constantly testing new formulations. Mm -hmm. Um, we also have a great um, night detox uh, cream that I like to use called City Skin Overnight Detox, which really ties in nicely to um, thinking about like the day's damages, blue light, you know, being one of them. And this is really about accelerating. Our skin has this clever way of like switching into repair mode at night, so this is an awesome product that accelerates that that sort of repair, that detoxification from the day's damages, and that's um, mm-hmm. City Skin um, Overnight Detox. And then, um, geez, I'm so basic. I makeup,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I guess my foundation is a Bobbi Brown. Um, oh gosh, what's the name of it? It's like intense serum SPF 45. So even mm-hmm. though I put a sunscreen on, you know, obviously the makeup yeah. has the sunscreen as well. I really like that formula because it kind of has a dewy finish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then I love my Dior Show mascara, and that has been like my long go-to. Um, and then, like, I'm obsessed with lip. lip I have <laughs> thousands of lip glosses, thousands of lipsticks. I feel like they're all in the same sort of berry shade. So <laughs> I'm always trying different brands or products um, for my lip. But I've also liked. I'm. I like. I'm a fan of blush. So I just recently bought the Glossier Cloud Paint but mm, I don't I love that. Know to, I love it, but I'm like, maybe cause I'm not,
0: oh gosh, I need your help probably. But <laughs> we'll do it one of these days. I want to know a lot about ingredients and I can teach about makeup Ugh. application. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I know, I really think, but you, you tell me that tools, probably the right brush makes a huge, mm-hmm. change, and I just don't have that type of knowledge. And for the most part, I just use my fingers for everything, but the cloud paint, I have a really hard time. Like it is a little tiny pin drop that goes a long way. So mm-hmm. I like I have too much blush on, but um, Pixie has a great gel at Target that I just buy that I really like as a blush. And those are my makeup products pretty much. Um, and then hair. <laughs> I'm laughing cause I'm looking at it. It's over there. I <laughs> buy, especially with COVID I live by, oh, is it L'Oreal? Yes. It's L'Oreal. It's a root spray. Oh yes, lots of grays.
0: Like I just turned forty, but I have had. You don't look it. Yeah, Um, Leah Wire, who is Birdie's general manager, that is one of her quarantine beauty secrets. So yeah, people should like actually check out her episode because as Birdie Beauty's general manager, she's been in industry for decades. So she knows what she's saying. And there's a lot of tidbits there. It has saved me, I
1: think a lot of of money or, you know, when you've got the time in between when you're getting colored or now, yeah, with COVID, you can't even go and get it colored if you're locked down. So yeah, it's, it, it works really well. So that's, that's part of my overall beauty routine. And then I think what I try to incorporate too, is like I talked about before, I I like to be physically moving. I like to be active. And so I feel like that's a part of my overall health and beauty routine. And then trying to eat raw fruits and vegetables. I feel like one thing that I've done since like the beginning of quarantine, I was doing all the baking of banana breads and just eating constantly and felt horrible. Now, the first thing I do when I'm like getting up in the morning, making breakfast for the kids, I'm also making a platter of like fresh vegetables, like carrots or cucumbers or radishes, like Any and everything. And then I just snack on that. Like while I'm on all these calls all day, I don't even have a chance to really have a real lunch. So I'm eating that, trying to sneak in a real lunch, but then instead I'm not going to like the tiny bags of goldfish crackers or whatever like those, you know, taunting snacks might be. I'm really satisfied with all, you know, because I've eaten all the the raw fruits and vegetables.
0: Oh, that's such a great tip to kind of prepare a platter first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Really has made such a difference.
0: No, I think I'm going to try that.
1: Yeah. I'm like, I might not even be hungry, but at least I'm like chomping on that versus yeah. Something that would
0: No, that's be. true. Cause sometimes I'm just a mindlessly snagging. <laughs> so that's good. If it's just there, that's yeah. the first thing you'll reach out for. Cause it's yeah. already prepared. And if,
1: yep. And if I'm really feeling fancy, I might like whip up like, um, like a Greek yogurt dip of some Ooh. Greek yogurt, some spices, olive oil, garlic, And then it, then it's like, it's amazing.
0: So. Oh, I love that. Yeah. (laughs) So talk to me about what's something exciting in store for you and Murad skincare.
1: So like me personally. yes, Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think, I mean, what I guess feels really exciting to me Mm. um, right now, I'm feeling very focused. I guess I've always been family oriented, but like family and my kids. And I think just turning 40, um, was definitely really exciting. And we took the time for over Christmas to kind of celebrate. We went to Tahoe, we got in the snow every day. Um, and that was really exciting. So, um, I feel like right now, what's exciting for me is just like my littlest is going to turn four next month and, you know, putting together whatever little birthday party celebration to make it special. Um, you know it's it's really it sounds very simple but you know we can't travel right now or do anything i think that i would normally think is like a really exciting <laughs> yeah. thing i'm like trying to um redecorate my bedroom i you know all new bedding and just kind of like freshen that up and so the those are right now what's what's really exciting for me um i think it's got to be uh something that's that's close to home certainly because of because of covid so being careful there but I wish I had a big trip on the books or something like that, but not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. <laughs> yeah. And for Murad skincare. Yeah. I mean, we are always looking at, like I said before, kind of trends in modern science, but also meaningful. And I think we're continuing our steadfast focus on what can we do to meet unmet needs in acne. Mm-hmm. Um, which for me is also so close to my heart. Um, so just you know, pay attention to to launches that will be coming out that really kind of address maybe new spaces or unmet needs um, for that person who's suffering um, from all that comes with acne. Um, and I think there are realms in skincare in general to think about, like microbiome, for example, mm-hmm. is huge. And and for Murad as a skincare company, it's really exciting to think about this new frontier that we can impact um, and, and maybe leverage to our benefit. And it's definitely very much related to the barrier of our skin and the hydration of our skin. It's kind of hand in hand, the health of your microbiome, which are you know those invisible bacteria and fungi and viruses that live on the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's this relationship to the health of the barrier and, and hydration is so important. It's keystone to the philosophy at Murad. And so further driving efficacy in a topical product or or even thinking about supplements. Um, and that's a really exciting sort of area of focus for Mirad as well. So without giving away too much detail, um, I think it's, I, I'm so excited to work with like the team that I work with. We care so deeply um, and we spend a lot of time researching and, and understanding what it is that we're putting together. We're not just picking up a product and slapping a Murad label on it, but um, really the journey to get there is, is quite involved and steeped in um, a very deliberate approach. So I think there are a lot of exciting spaces happening in the world of skincare, in the world of wellness. My goodness, mm-hmm. how do you mention wellness and the Murad brand? Again, wellness has been a part of doctors philosophies for 30 years since the brand has been around. But I think it's exciting for Murad because now we're more relevant than ever. Now our message is more relevant than ever. It's exciting for Murad because, you know, now people are understanding that stress and these other ancillary factors that they never would have put together with their skincare. There's actually a relationship and science now showing that relationship. So it's super exciting, a very exciting time for the Murad brand.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it is indeed very exciting. And we'll definitely lo- watch out for these new products coming up. So mm-hmm. where can they find you and connect with you to learn more about Murad? So you can definitely go to Murad.com
1: or even Murad Skincare on Instagram to learn so much more about Murad and all the formulations. Um, and For me, I don't actually have a social channel outside of like my personal in (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) which if you were interested is just a bunch of pictures of my kids. So, um, Mm -hmm. I think it would be cool to kind of maybe build something out like that in the future, um, because I do enjoy this aspect so much, but, um, for me, I don't, I don't have, uh, any, anything personally. So I would say, you know, viewers for sure, check out mirad.com. Um, check out Miraad Skincare on Instagram. There's lots of great insight and info on our products, um, on new launches, on ingredients. So. Thank you so much, Kristen. It was so much fun. It was really fun. Thank you. <laughs> um, Joyce, this was awesome. And yeah, as you were making me talk through makeup, I was just thinking, oh my gosh, I need so much help from you.
0: <laughs> well, I'm right here, you know, I love your <laughs> So I'm always interested in what's up and coming and even yeah. the just down to the science of it, because it's yes. very fascinating to me. And that's so, where I'm really happy to come in to, to help bring uh-huh. life into life. Thank you for
1: including me today.